There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. A safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. This is Soccer 101 with Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean. Welcome into Soccer 101. It's the safe space for St. Louis to talk about soccer. Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean are your hosts. And Moon, I never realized the intense alliteration in that sentence as we open the podcast every week. The safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. That's a lot of S's. Yeah, and then Moon and Michelle. It's S. It's, <laughs> it's oh no, I was about to say it's S and M, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some weeks some weeks more than others we yeah. get beaten beaten by the uh, opponent i guess <laughs> yeah for sure but it's been a it's been a heck of a week for st louis city and all of us in in town as soccer fans holy smokes uh did you get to watch any of the matches the u.s open cup match or the um the, the last mls match I was able to watch the last match, the MLS match versus the Rapids, but unfortunately I did not get to watch the Open Cup yesterday, the U.S. Open Cup yesterday, even though I know City had an unbelievable showing five to one over Union Omaha. Uh, but I'm assuming you got to watch both. Um, no, I didn't get to watch the Un Union Omaha match, but I had some friends that went down there and they did nice. set, set some records. Let's get into that in just a minute. But before that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, housekeeping as far as St. Louis City SC and what they've got going on. Uh, you know, off the pitch. First is um, City have loaned forward Samuel Adeneron to USL side San Antonio FC. So he is going down a league. It's a, it's a loan out. And honestly, it's to get him some minutes. He's played, I believe, uh, maybe four matches this this year as a sub. Um, hasn't super impressed, but the guy's got a lot of skill and a lot of uh, a lot of potential, which is probably why. Listen, we can't use you right now, but you're good, and you need to get some minutes under your belt instead of just uh, sitting on the bench. So they're sending him away to hopefully get good and uh, and come back later. So a dinner on loaned to USL side San Antonio FC. What else we got going on in the office? Well, we also got a big news on the business side of things. We have a new person who's going to be the president and general manager of City. He comes from Man City, from Manchester City, as you know. A major <laughs> I was going to say, Moon, I'm sure you're very well aware of Man City as a Man United fan. Uh, so I don't know how you're going to take this news, uh, but... We were trying to Google how to pronounce his name. Hopefully by the time this hits air, we will have heard a statement from the club. So we will know exactly how to pronounce his name. But Diego, we're assuming it's Heliani or Gigliani or Giuliani. One of those three, uh, but Diego, he's going to be the president and GM of City. He's going to handle uh, the business activities of the club, the day-to-day -day business activities of the club. And Carolyn Kindle is still the CEO. She's going to shift her term or her focus, excuse me, to long-term projects. And gotcha. as far as the sporting side of things, that's going to remain Pat Lutz von and Steel. He's still going to handle all of the aspects of City's operation on the sporting side. But gotcha. he's got quite the resume move. 
Moon. He he is from Argentina. He went to college in America, two pretty impressive places, Boston University, and he got an MBA from Wharton. And he was with City Football Group for 10 years. And in addition to uh, Man City, as we mentioned, they also uh, run New York City FC in the MLS. So he has experience in all different walks of professional soccer and he's going to bring a lot of that to city so i think it's a pretty great a pretty big and important hire yeah that's great and i'm sure you said his name right i'm hoping it, i'm, I'm <laughs> hoping it's three. <laughs> oh my gosh i hope it's gigliani just so i can hear people say gigliani like that's that's way cooler and and it puts you in a happy mood when you say it giggly well i was looking at a different vi- what i do uh moon some sports send over pronunciation guides but when they don't i like to go to youtube and with a player it's easy because you can watch highlights and see how his name is pronounced but here i found three different iterations of it and one was higliani jigliani or gigliani (laughs) no idea i like them all i like them all well you said you got to watch the last mls match with uh, city and it was city versus colorado Uh, they played to a draw on saturday night following an action-packed encounter at dick's sporting goods park that is over in colorado um, you know, they're, they're playing at, at, uh, what do you call it? At, at, at altitude. And if you've ever played yes. soccer in altitude and you're not used to it, it is a different game, man. It's a different game. And you can see some, some guys out there that, you know, are in good shape that were huffing and puffing a little bit more, uh, than usual. So ra- the Rapids, not a great team this, this year, but they have the, um, they have the advantage there because they're used to training and playing up in the mountains, up on a higher right. level elevation. They do have an absolute uh, star of a player, and man, he ran us ragged in the first half. It was tough to watch. I don't know about you, but it was not good for my heart. Did you have a difficulty watching that first half? I did, and um, you mentioned the altitude. I really do wonder how much of what we saw out of City in that game was them having to adjust to that, because anything in altitude is different. I can't even imagine running like that at altitude, and if you haven't experienced it, it does take a while to get acclimated. Yeah, it's it's tough, but it was it was it was a tough match. They came out they came out with a point because they had a draw. Honestly, probably not deserved. They they had their butts handed to them in the first half. Couldn't string any plays together. Really got worked. Uh, Colorado largely threatened throughout that first half, forcing Berkey to make yes. save after save after save, and he made probably three or four saves that are, are going to make the highlight reel, if not for uh, this month, for po- possibly the whole season. And honestly, I turned to my wife at one point and I said. I don't care if we lose five to nothing. The MVP of this match is Berkey. Already. Yes. One half in and the MVP is Berkey, whether we win, lose, or draw. And he ended up getting the man of the match, uh, thankfully. Uh, so As I he should have. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't look so stupid, you know, 50 <laughs> minutes later. I was like, he better be. You know, I was arguing for it just so I didn't look dumb in front of my wife. Um, but City came out uh, at halftime, you know, after halftime buzzing. Found that opener. Now, Stroud had an absolute sitter of a chance that he blew. Oh, I couldn't believe that move. I was like, you cannot miss that. Talk about a scream oh. at your TV moment. Scream at the TV. And then my phone buzzed eight times because every friend was like, what was that? Uh, but you know what? He made up for it because he had an incredible, beautiful cross and assist to Rasmus Alm. Uh, shortly mm-hmm. after in the 57th minute. So that abs- was, I'm oh, sorry. Wasn't that cl- a classic dumb and dumber? Just when I thought you were out or you, you go and you totally <laughs> redeem yourself. Both of the, those two were uh, the powerful duo that had that, that shocking miss earlier. And then they came back and totally redeemed themselves. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. That was a great experience where I was, I was really angry with the guy that I was like, Oh, Stroud, I love you. Thank you. 
Uh, my daughter was watching with me, and the entire first half, she was screaming at the television, going, "That's nine shots! That's ten <laughs> shots! We've got ten shots, and we haven't had any." Um, but Berkey ended up making twelve saves throughout the game, three shy of the MLS regular season record, um, and that's ultimately to a guy who hasn't been super tested yet. Not like that this season. Uh, he was denied his third clean sheet of the season in stoppage time. What a heartbreak goal to finally, I mean, you know, undeservedly have three points coming your way. And then in stoppage time, you uh, you relinquish that lead. Um, but you know what? To come out with a draw after that first half was at least some sort of consolation. Uh, but that was not the only match to happen in the seven day span. It was not. We got a double dose of City because on Tuesday night, they had their first win and the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open match against Union Omaha. And it was a big win, Moon. It was five to one in favor of City. And for those other sports fans here, I was like, oh, wait, Lamar Hunt, like as in football. And indeed, I Googled it. And it is Lamar Hunt, who you probably have heard of in relation to the NFL and to the Kansas City Chiefs. So it is named after Lamar Hunt. Um, anyway, let's talk about the match a little bit. They defeated Union Omaha 5-1. to one. It was at City Park. And first and foremost, once again, City fans showing up and showing out why this is the soccer capital of America. It was played in front of a sold-out crowd, 22,423 And Moon. This breaks the record for any U.S. Open Cup third-round attendance, and it's the 10th highest attendance in any round of the Open Cup. Yeah, absolutely huge. Now, if you're asking and wondering what the Open Cup, the U.S. Open Cup is, this is a uh, a competition that is open to all of the teams, you know, all of the leagues throughout the U.S. So not just the MLS, but the USL, Division Three. I mean, it goes down. So this is now round three, and round three is when the MLS sides get to enter into the tournament because some of the lower division teams they've already been playing to get to this point. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you said, an attendance record. Uh, that was like three or four thousand or maybe even more over the last attendance record that hadn't been touched in a number of years. So St. Louis breaking records again. It was an incredible match uh, for all my buddies that went down and, and watched watched it. They said it was energy. Uh, I mean, just action packed, super fun. Five to one. Uh, we got to see uh, Jackson score multiple goals. We got to see uh, Celio Pompeo, uh, Pompeo out there. And that that dude. That dude's great. You know, a lot of times when you see teams in these multiple competitions throughout the year, that can really wear them down. It can really mm -hmm. tire them out. But Klaus went uh, went down in the 59th minute and was taken out in the 60th minute against Colorado. He is going to be out, uh, they say, like 9 to 14 days with, an, uh, yeah. with, with a quad strain. So this is a great opportunity in these multiple competitions. Instead of wearing our guys out, this is giving the guys that are subs or maybe not even getting that many minutes more minutes. This is a great opportunity for coaches to see uh, some of the players, some of the some of the second liners, some of the third liners in real action, in real pressure situations. So this is great for Perez, the the AZL Jacksons, uh, the the Celio uh, uh, type players. This is a great opportunity for those guys not only to to get some minutes, but to really shine and see how they can work their way into not only the strategies, but maybe future formations as we deal with these injuries, which we're going to deal with, um, like like Klaus going out for a few days. Absolutely. And not only is it great for these city two guys to get these reps, to get this experience, to get that seasoning and for the coaches to see these guys in action. How cool is it as a fan that you get to watch some of these players who are younger that could 
step up into these roles and eventually become an integral part of your MLS club. You know, and speaking of that, too, uh, speaking of guys stepping up and getting opportunities, I just want to say how cool it is for um, I love these types of competitions. The FA Cup uh, in England is basically this this same kind of thing where lower level teams get to play these Premier League teams. And a lot of these players, you know, they're, they're playing in front of, I don't know, eighteen hundred people, two thousand people in their home home stadiums. And then they go they get to go to. Uh, to Wembley, or they get to go to uh, Old Trafford and play against Manchester United. And this Union Omaha squad, who's coming out of Omaha, I don't know how many people they're playing with, but they're a Division Three uh, team. So they're not playing in front of a, a ton of people. They get to come to a record-breaking, brand-new stadium, mm-hmm. 22,000 people watching them play soccer. And I, I just I think of those guys, and even they, even though they got you know kind of smashed five to one, that had to be a great experience for them. A lot of learning, uh, a lot of fun, and just what what a great night! Proud to be a St. Louisan, proud to be a soccer fan, uh, proud to be a City fan. Uh, it's it's been a great week, and of course we have another match, another MLS match coming up on Saturday against uh, that is against Portland Timbers. Oh, and real quick. If yes. you're listening to this and the match hasn't happened yet, I'm doing a little giveaway with Together Credit Union for two tickets to the TCU suite. Hey, um, And those tickets are so freaking dope. So just follow my socials uh, or my Instagram at Moon Valjean here. You'll see the post. And you'll see how to enter. And uh, we're picking the winner on Friday. So if you're hearing this uh, before before Friday, get in on that because those seats are the ones that my son and I sat in. And wow, perfect, perfect, perfect. Quick question, Moon. Am I eligible? Yeah, of course. You're going to be in town. <laughs> I will fly in for those seats, but uh, with all joking aside, you need to follow. First of all, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not following Moon on socials, what are you doing? Be sure to smash that follow button and follow Moon. But those are incredible seats. Together Credit Union is such a great partner for not only Moon, but for City, and you will have a great time. So follow him and enter to win. Absolutely. So we were talking about Klaus being out, and we've been uh, talking about their formation and how the team has been doing that real... um, you know, counterattacking, get the ball up to our strikers. Uh, they've been incorporating some wing play and different things, but it's going to be interesting to see now that Joe Acchini is really taking a lead uh, up front. He's playing a lot with Klaus. Um, how they're going to work different formations over the la- uh, over the next couple of weeks. And our word of the week is... The word of the week? The word of the week is formation <laughs> uh, because you're going to be hearing that a lot. I'm assuming you're going to hear it uh, anywhere and everywhere if you're new to soccer. Uh, not only with St. Louis City and the MLS, but if you're a Ted Lasso fan, which is yeah. getting a lot of people into soccer. Um, if you if you're caught up, they've been talking about changing their formation, and they've been playing a four four two pretty much for three seasons. Uh, they're about to change it. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, but the four four two is what it sounds like. Basically, a formation is exactly how the team is formed, so everybody knows what their roles are. So if it says you know a four two four, that means four defenders, two mid midfield players, and four attackers. The four four two that I'm talking about is probably the most common. Uh, we've mentioned this in the podcast before. So that's four defenders four midfielders and two attackers. Uh, the two wide midfield players act as wingers when their team attacks. A line of four defenders and four midfield players feed two forward players like Klaus and Joe Acchini. The forwards both run back uh, for defense and search for space and attack. Now, uh, typically with our counterattacking, you're going to see Klaus and you're going to see Joe Acchini and those kind of guys come back to maybe half and maybe one of them will kind of sink back and play a bit more of a midfield position there. Uh, but on those on those runs, on those high attacking uh, sort of sort of counterattacking plays. You're going to see our our number nine, 
um, and, uh, and, and a second player up there as the two strikers. So 4-4-2 is what you're going to be seeing a lot of times, whether it's City, whether it's Ted Lasso, or whether it's somebody else that you're watching. And I just wanted to explain that because um, people have been hearing it a lot and might feel a little weird about uh, asking about it. Thank you, Professor Moon, for the word of the week. A word of the we. We need a real <laughs> song. We need an actual production. I'm so sorry to anyone listening to this that I even try to sing. I just really want to prompt the actual rock star on this podcast to sing. Um, but I do love Moon. I hate my boys. I do love that it is Soccer 101 and Ted Lasso informing the people out there about soccer. It really is uh, growing the sport. And how how cool. <laughs> like, what a great show. Have you watched it? Are you caught up? So I am one episode behind. It's beautiful and some of the character arcs that you would not expect to even be an important really like part of it all are like forming into some of the most beautiful cool mm -hmm. character arcs you've ever mm -hmm. seen uh the jamie tart character is oh so, yeah so dope dude i hated that guy now i love him uh, uh i still don't know why they did him so dirty with this hairstyle this year I, I, my wife keeps saying that too it's so brutal why did they do that to him i don't understand uh, yeah, they're going for that Jack Grealish, uh, Jack Grealish sort of look. I don't know if you know who that is, but I uh, don't know. As a, as a as a big Premier League player, um, look him up. But he's okay. basically he's got the exact same thing going on with the headband, um, whereas his you know sort of blonde, sort of brown, long nineties ha hair butt cut is kind of popping out of there. I don't know. It's yeah, it's quite quite interesting. But look out for different formations. Um, yeah. I don't see. I don't see uh, St. Louis City playing total football like Ted Lasso's uh, Richmond AFC is right now, but um, we we shall see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really cool, interesting couple of weeks, especially to see see what uh, Coach Bradley Carnell uh, does in Klaus's absence. Uh, Moon, before we wrap things up, should we get to an email? Oh yes, please. And if you are listening to this and you have questions, comments, concerns, or just want to say what's up, you can always email us at asksoccer101 at gmail.com. All right. I'm going to condense this one. This is from Tony McNeil. Shout out to Tony. Thanks hey, Tony. for dropping us a line here. It says, Moon and Michelle, I've been a huge fan of your podcast. It's an amazing source of information for those just getting into the sport of football slash soccer. I've been a soccer fan for a while. I've always loved the sport. In fact, I, when I moved to St. Louis in 1997, there was always the talk of the possibility for an MLS team that never happened. How cool is that, by the way? We've been talking about this since 97, Moon, and here we are finally with an MLS team. Holy cow. He said, I know, right? He says, now that we have City, I've been all for them. Even though I currently live in Orlando, I still cheer for City. So shout out to Tony in Orlando, streaming City and streaming us. So he says, um, Berkey had an amazing showing in the game versus Colorado, the rest of the defense seemed kind of gassed. Could the altitude have been responsible for the lackluster showing? Well, we addressed that at the beginning of the podcast. We definitely think so. Um, he talks about rumors of Firmino possibly making a move to City, saying that that would be an uh, awesome addition to the already awesome squad. And he was saying he would love to have us interview Berkey the Wall or his man Klaus. He says, thanks for all that you do. Six of five stars, Tony McNeil. Well, Tony... I don't want to jinx our luck, but it seems like we might have one of those two guests join us on this very podcast next week. Yeah, that's right. We, I mean, we want to tease it, but we don't want to confirm it because, uh, Correct. you know, just, just in case, you know, I did hear some rumblings about Roberto Firmino, uh, coming over here, um, to the MLS. I, I know that St. Louis city SC was mentioned, um, 
this would be an excellent place for the next stage of his career. I, I, I mean, I hate Liverpool, but I love <laughs> their players <laughs> because that guy is excellent, and they have had quite the dip, uh, the fall from grace from their from their last couple of years. That dude is spectacularly talented, and I think he would be one of the best assets in the league as far as his positioning <laughs> and what he could add to the MLS. So that's going to be a really fun, uh, a fun thing to track. I haven't heard anything since like March about that though. So may maybe I, maybe I do a little bit of digging and I come up with something for the next episode. I really appreciate the, the, uh, the heads up there. Cause I really did forget about those rumors, but they are true. So let me, he actually sent a link. Let me click on it. And the most updated link was, Six days ago, April 20th, this is from Liverpool.com, and it says that he was officially approached uh, with an interesting option, and he could transfer to MLS. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and you're right. It says that it, he was approached by MLS side St. Louis City SC mm -hmm. ahead of his exit from the Premier League side this summer. Oh, holy smokes. Oh, wow. He scored 11 goals in all competitions this season, including nine in the Premier League. Man. Ah, uh, I would buy that, <laughs> I would buy that jersey right away. Can you imagine adding him to this team already? Yes, I can. You know why? Because be because higher. when we first heard that we were getting this team, everybody was always asking me like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're so excited." Cuz remember, I was part of, I was hosting like campaigns at Ballpark Village and doing all these things to try to get MLS to STL. So when when it was finally announced and people were asking me how I felt, I refused. I refused to get excited. I refused to get anything because I just I just I'm from Missouri and I had to see it before I before I allowed my heart to get broken again. I had to see it. So when I stood when I walked into City Park for the first time, it was one of those like almost teary eyed moments. It was emotional because I really did allow myself to just believe it. And now with that feeling, all these rumors, I can believe anything can happen now. I mean, if if what we've got, if, if what we've been shown these last like nine, 10 weeks from this team and yeah. the the city showing out to all these things. I mean, I hate to be cheesy and emotional or whatever, but like I believe in everything now. I mean, anything can happen and I'm excited for it. Okay, so I'm reading this quickly. And if I, I can get you a little bit more excited, Moon, um, please hang, hang on. Okay, let me click this. So it says that this is really interesting for two reasons. One, they have approached him about being the face of the franchise and obviously they are emerging they're off to a great start so he knows that they're in a position to win and that he would be the face of the franchise number two and it seems like moon when it comes to players all roads lead to Lutz because it says here that Lutz was working in the Bundesliga yeah when, when he was there before when, Liverpool that's right exactly when Firmino was in the league as well and that because he was at Lutz, Hoffenheim, right? Was yes, exactly. Hoffenheim? Exactly. Okay. And that Lutz, connection. Lutz could factor in his decision a lot. Yeah, that's a direct connection because I think, mm -hmm. yeah, I knew he was at Bundesliga. I didn't remember if it was Hoffenheim or uh, it was Hoffenheim. Whoa, no way. Well, I mean, I, I think he's in his young 30s, so he's got plenty of years to give. He's 31. A, he's a really wise player. In all honesty, you can use him in two or three different positions. You'd probably let him prefer. I'd stick him right in the middle because he's got great eyes, a great mind for delivery. He scores goals. Um, he, that would, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's stop talking about this. Let's, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know what this is to bring it back to Ted Lasso? This is like our Zava moment. You know, yeah, we're this- like, oh my, I, no, spoiler alert if you haven't watched season three yet, but this is like Zava. They're trying to convince him to come to this team, make him the face of the franchise, and he could change everything. Well, yeah. Uh, last year's me would say, let's not get too excited, but right now I'm too excited. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, cross our fingers and, and say our prayers and, and and be all for this but yeah what a fun episode it's good seeing you michelle you too and thank you again to tony for the email uh and for the the rumor alert uh there on Firmino. again city in portland i think it's 8 30 eastern 7 30 central it's on saturday and it's free moon on apple tv moon and i will be back next week hopefully with an exciting guest but until then go! Thank <laughs> you.